love it when God just really steps into the picture. We've sung already this morning that the God of the mountain is the God of the valley. And then I've just heard Amber talking about the fact that her kids have been watching hero stuff on Netflix. Well, valleys breed heroes. Valleys breed heroes. Turn to the person next to you. Um, if you're watching this alone, then um, get a mirror, talk to yourself, <laughs> and say, valleys breed heroes. They do. <laughs> Welcome to everybody. Welcome to those of you online. Welcome to those who are in front of me now and smiling encouragingly. Thank you so much for that. Let's pray. Father God, I come before you today, and I pray that you would be part of everything that we do for the next wee while. May every distraction flee. May the devil be far from us. Help us, Lord, to be able to focus completely, 100% on what it is that you have for us here today. Thank you that you are here. Thank you that your strength is here. Holy Spirit, fill us. No matter where we are, fill us right now, so that we can hear clearly from you. I pray against everything that's happened this week, this morning, that may have brought us to a place of distraction. May we hear from you, here today, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. So, Psalm 23, 4-6, valleys breed heroes. Let me start from verse 4, Psalm 23, verse 4 through 6. I keep saying that because I'm just giving you time to actually open up your Bibles. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Today I want to focus on valleys and heroes. Now that's why I started the psalm in verse 4. The valley of the shadow of death is something I've heard quoted a lot over the last two years, for obvious reasons. But the valley of the shadow of death I want to talk about today is not just the shadow of death physically. It's the shadow of the death of dreams. It's the shadow of the death of hope. Everywhere I go, I'm running into people who are wondering what the future holds. It's the new year, but what kind of year will it be? Will it be 2022, or will it be 2022 as well? I know some have been through shadowed valleys over the last year or two. I personally have lost some friends to COVID. And I know of some people now that I love and care for who are facing the wrath of the Chinese government for preaching the good news. Your valley's going to be different to mine. Or perhaps 
You're not in a valley at the moment, but you know someone who is. Whatever your valley or the valley you want to pull your friend out of, remember this. Valleys breed heroes. Whether you're in one or you're pulling a friend out, valleys breed heroes. David's psalm tells us more. God's staff and rod don't just protect us, they train us. They teach us discipline, as Amber's already just pointed out. Even in the presence of our enemies, we have all we need. We are anointed. We are overflowing with his goodness and loving kindness. We dwell in the house of the Lord right now, today, tomorrow, for eternity. And the other reason I started at verse 4 is because it's at this point that David stops using the word he for God and starts using you. David doesn't say, he is with me. He says, you are with me. He starts to directly talk to God. He's not talking about God anymore. He's talking to God as his comfort in the valley and ever-present hope of getting out of that valley and onto the mountaintop. You see, we do not walk the valley alone. God walks with us. Others walk with us. And together with God's help, valleys breed heroes. So what's a hero? If you watch what's on TV, heroes are people who wear their underwear on the outside. <laughs> and in a lot of ways, you can take something from that. Perhaps we'd be more of a hero if we actually let out some of the things that we hold inside. Perhaps maybe there are things within us that we're afraid to let out. Maybe there are things that people need to know. Maybe we need to work together. Maybe we need each other. Actually, there's no maybe about it. What's a hero? You. You're a hero. Heroes go out to save the world. They put on the costume, they go out to save the world, right? Well, in Ephesians 6, you put on the armor, you take up the sword, and in Matthew 28, you go out to save the world. You're a hero. Turn to the person next to you and say, I'm a hero. And then turn back and say, you're a hero too. You see, maybe you and I are walking through a valley. Maybe there is a shadow, but... God walks with us. Others walk with us. And together with God's help, valleys breed heroes. Now, if you walk through the valley of shadow, don't stop. Keep moving. Don't sit down on a park bench. Have a look around and go, this is an interesting valley. Keep moving. Focus on the next step, not on the valley itself. Think this. What's my next choice? Choose the things you can control. Don't get isolated. We need each other. With all of that in mind, let's reflect on valleys in the Bible. What I'm going to do today is just a brief glimpse of the symbolism and function of valleys in the biblical context. 
And I'd encourage you to do your own study into this after today because I'm only scratching the surface. First off, valleys often determine territory and borders in the Bible. Territory and borders of a country, but also, as far as we're concerned, this speaks of God's promises. This is your place. This is where you stand. His mercies are new every morning. That's the territory of the Christian walk. We walk in his promises. Where we stand in him is our territory. We stand in the territory of his promises. His promises are a safe place we can stand on. Spiritual territory where in him we hold all the cards. But this also speaks of taking territory. Taking territory from the devil. Through truth winning out over lies. And Amber's just demonstrated that before, how Jesus did it. Expanding the territory, expanding the kingdom of God to include more people as they come to him and accept his gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. Often, there is pain involved in this change. But pain with purpose is progress. Let me say that again. Pain with purpose is progress. I work with people who like to jog. They come in every day. I had a great run yesterday. I can hardly walk. And then they, you know, tell me, come jogging with me. And I go, no, I see what you look like in the morning. (laughs) But the thing is, pain with purpose is progress. I'll give you an example of what I mean. I, I knew a guy back when I was living in Christchurch. He was a glazier, and when he was carrying a piece of glass, it snapped and took his hand right off. They put the hand back on, and he can move it, and he can use it, but he can't feel anything. No pain, absolutely none. Now you'd think, no pain, woohoo! Not true. One day I was there, and I smelt a funny smell, and he smelt a funny smell, and he had his hand too close to an element, and he'd burnt himself. It took him three months to actually fix that burn, multiple trips to the hospital, because you see, the pain tells us what needs to be fixed. And in his case, there was nothing going to his brain saying, you need to fix this. Pain with purpose is progress. Pain often shows us what needs to be repaired. Pain also teaches us empathy, enabling us to help others in their valley of shadow more effectively as God's hands and feet here on the earth. Now, I am not telling you to go out and seek pain. All right? I'm not that silly. But what I am saying is sometimes some of the pain that we go through has a purpose. Another example of this is I know people who are called to be intercessors. They feel pain. They look at the world and they feel pain and it drives them to their knees before God to pray. That's pain with a purpose bringing progress. So valleys often determine territory. Know where you stand in God. Know his promises. And take territory for God. Let's not fall under Satan's lies or let anyone else. Let's bring the truth because that brings light to the valley. Secondly, the valleys were also a place of idolatry and defeat 
we have to keep our eyes on the prize. Satan was trying to distract Jesus. Amber brought that out before. Getting it out of the valley and making it to the mountaintop requires us to keep our eyes on God's will and not to be distracted. Many end up staying in the valley of shadow because instead of facing the fight for progress, they seek distraction to numb and forget. We're in a place right now where entertainment is king. Netflix. Entertainment is king. But it's a distraction. Entertainment is not rest. Resting in God is not entertainment. Maybe it is. But entertainment riles us up. You walk out of that superhero movie and you're walking towards the door and all of a sudden you feel like you'd be like Iron Man and put your hand forward and boom and blow blow the door open. You're all revved up. But rest, resting in God, renewing our strength, mounting up with wings like eagles, that requires us to stop and to be in his presence. We are human beings, not human doings. So often we seek distraction to numb and forget. I've often found myself (coughs) complaining about something when it's well within my ability to make a change to my attitude that will take me out of its shadow and into the light that is God's promises and purpose. My very complaining has become an idol that controls me. Whatever controls us really is our God. Watch what controls you and bring the truth to it. Now, don't get that mixed up with asking for help. That's valid and something that many of us don't do often enough or soon enough. We need to have our inside on the outside with people we can trust. Thirdly, valleys are also the place of many victories. Gideon, Joshua, Saul, David and his mighty men, Deborah, and the list goes on. Get this. When we keep our eyes on God's glory and fight together, victory is inevitable. Let me say that again. When we keep our eyes on God's glory and fight together, victory is inevitable. It may not be the victory we were originally looking for, but seeking God's glory and loving your neighbor as yourself never fails. That takes me to number four. Much of the imagery of valleys contains fruit and flowing water. The table is set in the presence of our enemies. We receive what we need through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now also I believe that the table is set in the presence of our enemies so that we can invite those same enemies to the table of the Lord. Many times in China, people came to destroy what we were doing. And then, praise God, they left as friendly sympathizers to our cause. They saw we had something And they wanted it for themselves. So we introduced them to our hope in Jesus. 
the fruit and flowing water of the power of the Holy Spirit and the promises of God all wrapped up together. When people come close to that, when they see that, when they see that table that is set in the presence of our enemies, then often our enemies become our friends. And often our enemies join the army. And then after a while, you stop seeing enemies and you start seeing future friends. Now let's have a look at some specific valleys. In Isaiah 22, the valley of vision. It's talking about Jerusalem. (coughs) Now if you go and check this out, I'm warning you, this is a very dark chapter. It's a very dark chapter predicting the attack on Jerusalem, a place of prophets, and ultimately our Savior's destiny later in time. But even within such a dark moment as that, where Jerusalem was about to be taken, God speaks of his servant Eliakim and the key to the house of David, saying, When he opens, no one will shut. When he shuts, no one will open. I'm going to tell you right now that a lot of the favorite verses that we mention are actually couched in the middle of something tragic. They're God holding out hope that at the end of the valley there's a mountaintop. They're God actually saying that when you get out of this valley, there'll be a mountaintop. And sometimes, sometimes we're in the valley because of something we've done. And it's up to us to get ourselves out. With God's help and with the help of others. Now, Bible scholars agree that this key of David is speaking of Jesus the author and perfecter of our faith. Jesus went through the valley of the shadow of death and he emerged victorious. He caned it. The reason that he did not falter is because he kept the vision always before him. And that's why this chapter is called the valley of vision. Going through the valley, but the vision, people held on to that. And they came out victorious in the end. The valley of vision. Keep the vision always before you, just like Jesus did. It took him to the cross, but he took him beyond that, to the right hand of the Father. Write down the vision. What is it that God has shown to you? What is it that God has told you? If you don't have one, rest in God until you do. Refer to it often. We're told that without vision, you'll perish. Without purpose, you're lost. If you've lost your vision, do not get isolated. Get prayer. Get people close to you. I'm just going to pause for a minute because I know there's some people out there who know right now that they're isolated. They know that they've been keeping their deepest, darkest from people because they fear that they cannot trust anyone. I'm praying for you right now that you'll find somebody this week and dare to trust again. And if that person comes to you, talking to others now, if that person comes to you, listen twice as much as you speak. God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason.
Let's look at Ezekiel 37. The valley of dry bones. I felt like dry bones a few times in the last couple of years, especially on a Monday morning. Dry bones that just don't want to get out of bed, don't want to get up there, thinking of those smiling little chickens that are out there. I can't really lay claim to that. That's, that's Mrs. Crossley's, but my babies, my babies, they what get my dry bones out of bed because I know they've been through some valleys of their own. So if you're watching out there, kids, I'm praying for you. The valley of dry bones, it says to prophesy over the bones. It's an interesting use of the word. Prophesy over the bones. Speak God's truth and power over them. Speak what God wants you to say, because God's truth is power, just as Jesus showed us. That's what we need to be doing even if we can't meet together. Remember, we do not walk the valley alone. God walks with us. Others walk with us. Some need our help. Some, we need to let help us. And in some cases, both are true. Are we speaking God's word over each other? Over our families? Over our nation? Over the world? Here's a challenge for us. Whenever we meet someone, let's not just discuss the weather. Let's change the atmosphere in the valley by the words that we speak over them. Pray for God's blessing right there on the spot. Move them closer to the mountaintop and allow others to do that to you. If you need help, if the valley is dark, reach out. Ask for help. It's not weakness, it's team. Team, together, everyone achieves more. But let's move on from there. Joel 3.14 Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision, for the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. Some of you out there may never have asked Jesus to be your Lord. You walk through the valleys and you have no one to rely on but yourself. Now one day, I'm going to be in heaven. And I really want to see you there. Now there's a contact card that pops up, or you can leave a message in the chat. We'd love to be there for you on the day your life changes forever. Because you do not walk the valley alone. God's walking with you. Others are walking alongside you. Accept their help. Come to Jesus. And remember that valleys breed heroes. Everything we go through, nothing is lost in God's economy. Nothing at all. Everything is useful for training and correcting. Everything, through the power of God's word, through Jesus himself, trains us to be better soldiers of the Lord. Jesus went through the valley of death. Now hear this. Once you've been through your valley, take your experiences and your training and your discipline and go back and get others out. Show them the way, because you've been through it. You know the path to the mountain. You know what needs to happen. 
What's a hero? You're a hero. Put on the armor, pick up the sword, and save the world. We do not walk the valley alone. God walks with us. Others walk with us. Some need our help. Some we need to let help us. And in some cases, both are true. Valleys breed heroes. Let's walk through it. Valleys breed heroes. Take territory, one step at a time, standing on God's promises. Take territory, one step at a time, one decision at a time, one getting out of that bed on Monday morning at a time. Take territory, one at a time, one step at a time, but do it together. Do it together, supporting each other. Focus on the vision. Focus on what it is that God has told you to do. Avoid idolatry and defeat by focusing on the ultimate vision of bringing God glory in everything you do and say. Be in the right place at the right time with the right people saying the right things to bring others into the kingdom of God. But do it together without judging each other. Eat at the Lord's table through worship, prayer, Bible study, and let the power of the Holy Spirit lead you forward. Do it together, prophesying, speaking God's truth over each other. Make the decision today, tomorrow, every day, throughout 2022. And thank God for the gift of Jesus and also for the gift of each other. We do not walk the valley alone. God walks with us. Others walk with us. Valleys breed heroes. And right now, wherever you are, stand up, hero of God. Stand up in his name, in Jesus' name. We've got this. In his name, we've got this. With him, all things are possible. Look on this year and know you do not walk the valley alone. God walks with you. Others walk with you. We're there for you. We're there for each other, and I know you're there for me. Stand up, hero of God. Let's pray. Lord, I know there's times where I don't feel like a hero. But Jesus certainly was. Help us to follow his example. But right now, I speak against the death of hope. I speak against the death of dreams. I speak against the valley of the shadow of death. And I pray life. Life through Jesus, life through his name, life through everything that he did. Thank you, dear God, that you took the keys of death and hell and we now have nothing left to fear. Lord, help us to show who we truly are. Help us to be in situations of trust and truth where we can get the help that's necessary. 
Help us arm in arm, as an army, to walk through the valley and stand on your mountaintop and praise you in all things. All those who are out there today, Lord, who are walking through a valley, I pray that the end of the valley will come soon. And I pray those who are not walking through a valley, that, Lord, that you would give us eyes to see those who are so that we can help them together. Help us to stand up as heroes. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.